Thanks for coming. I appreciate you get up early to come. Enjoy some lettuce for breakfast if you like. We'll pass that down a little bit later. But thanks for coming. I know you had a lot of other choices you could have made. I appreciate you coming to gardening indoors. That's really great. The year was 2006. And I walked into Ace Hardware with our then 10-year-old daughter to, just to pick up some things. When I walked in the door, there was, a, there was a wrap over here with seeds and a sign marked free. Anybody else get excited if you see all that in the store? You know, you're in the right place then if you definitely get excited because it was the end of the season. So I'm like, this is great, free and seeds. Well, I, I picked up a couple packets of flowers and I picked up a packet of gourd seeds. I'd never planted gourds before, didn't really know what they would do. Well, that spring, I planted them in a little spit of ground right in front of our house. Not only did those seeds germinate, but they grew and they grew and they grew. We went away for about 10 days and came back to this. <laughs> into our screen door. I was thrilled. My wife was less thrilled. So I told her, I said, okay, I won't plant gorge in the front of the house anymore, but I'll plant them around the side of the house. And that got me, that got me excited about growing plants from seeds. And, and just the remarkableness of it that God put all the instructions needed for a plant inside a tiny seed. As small as the ba little basil that you have, up to as large as giant sequoia trees. God put all the instructions needed for a seed to, to grow that plant inside a tiny little seed. My name is Steve Coombs. I live with my wife, Christine, about an hour south of here at Winona Lake. We have two daughters. The 10-year-old is now 23, and she lives at Yosemite National Park. How cool is that? Our 19-year-old is a, is a sophomore at Huntington University. She is a tech theater major. She likes the behind-the-scenes aspect of running a production, mainly lighting, and she's really good at it. It's really cool what she does with that. So I call myself an IT guy by day and a gardener by night because my day job is working computers and websites for an organization called CE National. CE stands for Church Effectiveness. And in a nutshell, we encourage people to follow Jesus through their local church. So that's a little, that's a little bit about me. So I want to learn a little bit about you now. Who, uh, any kindergarten teachers in the crowd? Curious. Any first through third grade teachers in the crowd? Okay, fourth through sixth? Junior high, you have my admiration. I'll put that junior high. Senior high? Administration. Okay, I've got to add that. Yes, administration. Okay. Now tell me also, too, uh, three people to tell me why you're here. I'll point at someone. If someone does an offer, I'll just do that. Tell me why you're here. Okay. I'll tell you. So I'm a special education teacher uh, for Spanish for and I tried to have a little greenhouse thing in my classroom, and all my plants died every time, and I've like done this like three times, so I need some tips on how to okay. help grow them, as well as helping patients to more into the activities of growing them, because that may have been part of the problem. Okay, so special education teacher trying to grow plants in her classroom in a little greenhouse, that's cool. I saw a hand back there too. Yep. 
I teach uh, junior high, and we do every year we do a little bit of plant grow stuff from seeds, and it okay. amazes me how into it students are. Like when they come in and they first see their little seed sprouting, it's like the most exciting thing they've ever seen. Yeah, just to be able to use it more often would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to open up a student's eyes to planting seeds. Yeah, and the black seed Simpson lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I teach high school special education, and I take over biology departments, greenhouse in the spring, and we do a huge okay. uh, vegetable plant project. So just learning for new ways to incorporate that. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, one more question for the group. Actually, probably two more questions. Who here kills plants for breakfast? Who would say you have a black thumb? <laughs> I just want to know what gardener people. Okay, black thumb people. All right, green thumb people. Okay, any master gardeners of the bunch? Master gardeners. Hey, you're probably close. My wife is a master gardener and I'm her husband. Okay. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> in some circles, my wife is a crossing guard in elementary schools. In some circles, it's like that. My wife's a crossing guard, and I'm her husband. And I'm proud of that. I like that. She enjoys a crosswalk. Okay. That's cool. So, about six years after the Gord incident, a friend of mine introduced me to a tower guard. And like the one that you see up here. And this was great because I live in northern Indiana, and you've got to stop planting seeds outside at a certain time of the year. It just doesn't work. But with a tower garden, I could grow all year round. I could plant my seeds in December, by the end of January, be cutting lettuce in northern Indiana. It was great. It was really cool the way that worked out. Um, and since then, that has got me on a path where I have tried to learn what it takes to grow inside, what's normally going outside? What are you talking about? Edibles, lettuce and herbs, especially tomatoes and other things. What does it take to grow them inside? And God has put me on a path where I've been able to start a small business where I help teachers with indoor gardening, which is what really brought me here in order to help the way I can with indoor gardening. Genesis 1.11 says... Actually, 111 and 12. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with a seed in it according to their kinds. Then God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning the third day. It's incredible to me, like you said, to open up the eyes of a child, to plant a seed, to tend that seed, to watch it grow. And then, if it's edible, to be able to eat that seed, eat that plant that they've grown, because it helps them to point them back to the God of the Bible. That the third day made the seed-bearing plants. And that's a lot of ways why I get excited about growing seeds, because it points me back to creation, what God did for us originally. So this morning, I want to talk about what's required to go from outside growing in a garden to inside, especially in a classroom, how that works. Talk about some gardening systems you can use to help you with that, but also talk about how do you grow in a greenhouse inside if you don't have a gardening system. What does it take to help that plant to grow better than what you're doing now and maybe even survive? 
Yes, if that happens, you, you, it's been a win this morning. We can do that for you. Um, but then also integrating into classroom learning. Most of my experience has been with public school. Three or four times a year, I get invited in to help students in the classroom get started at Tower Garden and learn how to grow indoors. But that's mostly in a public school. I'd like to see how, how we can integrate faith and learning with that in a Christian school environment. So interrupt me if you have a question or pop your hand up or whatever. I'll stop here and there with, with opportunity for questions, but if something comes up, just interrupt me. It's fine. If we don't get through the whole thing because we're answering too many questions, that's not a problem at all. I've got a couple different distinctions <coughs> I want to tell you about, too. Grow to teach and grow to impress. Years ago, a friend of mine had a cookbook. One side was cooking to survive. The other side was cooking to impress. Cooking to survive had your macaroni and cheese and hot dog recipes. Cooking to impress was having friends over. What can I do that's going to make them, you know, make them like me more? I have a couple different distinctions. Growing to teach a basic stuff to help your kids learn. Growing to impress, we'll bump it up a notch to get to get a little better plant going and a little more more on the vine when you're talking about different stuff. Now, here's a question I always ask students when I get to go in the classroom. What's outside that you need to bring inside in order to grow lettuce? This is your time to talk. Sunshine. Sunshine, the sun, yeah. You can't bring the sun indoors, otherwise the parents would get upset. Okay, what's the other thing? Sunshine? Everybody always says soil. It's not soil. Water? What's in the soil? Nutrients. Yes, because there's no soil in here and you've got something growing. So you have to bring the nutrient in that's in the soil in order to grow the plant better. So you've got the light, you've got the nutrient, you've got the water to bring in. Now I've got someone says, well, what about air plants? Okay, yeah, there are some but basically a light nutrient and water you need. Let's talk about light first. And this is the most sciencey I'll get with you here. But I think it's important to understand, and it all points back to God and the sun. What he put out there for is trying to bring it inside. Because when you bring it inside, you're looking at the right kind of light. And you're also looking at, to grow to impress, a better kind of light bulb than probably the fluorescent you have in the in the ceiling what you're talking about. So we look at the, at the different colors of the spectrum and the rainbow and it's broken down into different colors. Plants, to grow a plant the best, needs either end of the spectrum. So you look at it red or blue end of the spectrum. It needs less of the middle, the yellow and the green end of the spectrum in the middle. So to grow a leafy green grow a, a leafy green or an herb, then you need the blue end of the spectrum the most. To get a plant to fruit and to, to, to like a tomato to fruit, you need more of the red end of the spectrum. I know it's early and maybe have, some, of you have, some of you might have missed your coffee, but think about what that would take to grow a tomato plant then. You need the leafy green for the blue and the fruit for the red. What would that mean in a light bulb that you need inside? Someone said full spectrum bulb? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So what does that mean in a bulb? It 
would mean that you would need both edges of the spectrum in a bulb. Okay. Or you switch bulbs as you go along through the growing cycle. Because the sun switches a little bit over the growing cycle. In the spring, when the plant, when a tomato plant needs more of the leaves, larger leaves, then it's more in the blue end of the spectrum. As the summer goes, the sun changes to more of the red end of the spectrum for the fruit to come along. Have you ever had tomatoes that don't get enough light? They end up being tall and leggy and don't do very well. That's because they haven't had enough of the blue end of the spectrum at the beginning of their lives. So we, we, we quantified that in numbers. And some guy named Sir Kelvin years ago looked at metal and said, metal at 2700 degrees looks kind of red. Metal at 6500 degrees looks kind of blue and every kind of number in between. So they put that with the color to the spectrum. It, it, it's not, the, it's not the, like 6500K, 2700K, that's not the heat of the ball. That's the color of the light spectrum as it goes along. So for the blues, you need the 6500K to get the, the leaves going well. And then you need to switch to 2700K-ish to get the fruit going well on a tomato plant. So when you look at a label on your bulb, you're going to see the different you're going to see your light appearance. And people like to know what, what, people like different lighting in different situations, just in their home and in general. So you got 2700K, it's going to be a more warmer kind of light. And that's good if you've got, trying to get a tomato plant. You'll see in the cooler end, you'll see 6500K over here, which is better if you're trying to grow lettuce indoors. And you'll see everything in between on the numbers that go along. Okay, you mentioned full spectrum bulb. You got to be careful when it says full spectrum bulb because it sounds like they crunched the whole rainbow into one bulb. And it just doesn't work that way. So you look deeper at the Kelvin rating and you'll see maybe 4,000 Kelvin to 6,500 Kelvin. You say about 5,000 Kelvin you'll see on a bulb that has the full spectrum label. So just look a little deeper. You also see bulbs labeled grow lights. And oftentimes they're just to enhance the plants you have inside, like a philodendron or other plants. So always look deeper into the bulb if you're purchasing to see what kind of spectrum they are. Now to grow to impress, you can go online and get bulbs that have both, you'll see both red and blue lights in them. Anybody seen those? Look down at your chairs, yeah. Yeah, so those are going to have both the red and the blue color of the spectrum, which would work well to take a, a tomato plant from the leafy green stage to the fruiting stage. I bought one of those once just to try it out. I put it too close to my plants and it fried them. So it was just too intense for it. I need to do more experimenting and try it again, but i got to get it further away from it. The typical bulb LED lights that you're going to buy in a store, you can get right close to the plant because they're cooler now than they used to be, which helps it to grow. You want, you want short plants and big leaves when you're growing, growing plants. Okay, I think I have a, okay. You know what, before I get into nutrients, any questions on light? I mean, I know I buzzed through that really quick. The main thing is look at the label if you're buying a bulb for your plants and get a bulb that works for whatever you want to grow indoors. That's the main thing. Okay. 
this, these couple days will go a little quicker because we talked about the nutrient in the soil that you need to bring inside. Oftentimes the water that you have will do pretty well with the plants that you've got growing. The water in your classroom. I've discovered that typically city water is pretty good, but if you want to grow a little bit better, then you're going to want to put some kind of nutrient in the water. Especially if you're doing something like 90 days for a tomato plant. Cucumbers inside as well. So you can go online and buy nutrients. Tower Garden has a nutrient you can use in the Tower Garden or you can use outside the Tower Garden. Also, there's, there's other hydroponic, hydroponic uh, nutrients you can buy. This one's Humboldt Secret. I haven't used it, but online at Amazon. A little smaller bottle. But you're going to want something in the water and just follow the label directions on, the, on it in order to see what you can grow indoors as well. Now, we're not growing in soil, so we need something to support the plants. And that's the rock wool cubes that, that I put out dry ones there, and the plants that I handed out are growing in wet ones. So rock wool is rock and sand that's spun together. It's not insulation. It's not, it's not harmful. It doesn't biodegrade very well. So there are other options. There's cocoa core that biodegrades a little bit better. It doesn't hold together quite as well as rock wool. Because you can only use a rock wool once. And then, and then you've got to do it again. But it's easy to buy on Amazon, it comes in sheets. What you have there is one and a half inch. They've got one inch and two inch and bigger depending on how much you want to get, get uh, going with it. Um, but it works well, it's what we use in the tower garden, but it can work well outside of the tower garden too, if you're growing in just a, a basin or another kind of system. The soil, those of you who are, are gardeners, no, I'm curious, how many of you put out a garden outside? Just an outdoor garden, okay. You guys may know that the pH and the soil should be correct. And different plants require a different, different type of pH as well. Same with the water when you bring it in. Now city water, city water at least in south of here is pretty good, but you may want to balance the pH. And you do that with with a pH up or a down. That's a, that's a test, those are test strips, kind of like a pool, check in the pool. There are test strips there, you want five and a half to seven pH, it's good for plants. pH stands for power of hydrogen. A kindergarten class, I like to go, power of hydrogen. I feel like it's a superhero or something. If the pH isn't correct, then the plants can't take up the nutrients you put in the water. If it's too low or too high, then it won't get the nutrients coming up. So you can get a pH up or down in order to adjust it. Plants tend to raise the pH, so usually you use the down. Um, and, then, and then really soft water is bad for plants. Got a tower, three tower guards in a Christian school in Warsaw, where I live, and somebody dumped a whole bunch of salt in their softener. The next day the plants died. So, a little bit of softener is okay. We have a softener at my house, and it's fine for the water we've got because it's not really soft. Um, but you've got to be careful about the, having too much salt in the water when it goes through. My suggestion is just try it. Try the water you've got before you try to adjust it or buy new water or whatever. 
just try to just try it, see if it works. If it doesn't, then we'll then try something else. Drop me a note. I'll help you out with it to go through. Questions, comments. You know what? If if you've got something that's working, I always learn from other people too. We can learn from each other. If you've got something that I mentioned that's working, let us know. We'll talk about it. Wow, they're having fun. Maybe we should all go over there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, now everybody just, okay, I want everybody just roar laughter like crazy and make it sound like we're having a good time now, too. Yeah. Oh, I hope they heard that. That was great. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has not tried produce from a hydroponics system or a tartar system, it is like better than farm fresh, in my opinion. I don't know what it is about salad greens from a tower garden. They just taste so sweet and crisp. Um, and that's always really fun for the kids too, I think, especially if they have an aversion to vegetables, when they have to try something that's fresh that they picked. It's like the sensory experience, but then also the taste is just better than, way better than supermarket salad. But mm -hmm. I would say even better than the salad for my outdoor market. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because supermarket salad was probably picked two, at least two or three weeks yeah. earlier. And you know what? I've got, that's a good lean-in, because I've got some in bowls here. You can pass, pass it down. Have some for breakfast. There's black seed and Simpson. There's bok choy. There's also some arugula. Anybody have arugula? Anybody not like arugula? My wife's like, I can't stand arugula. Uh, I like it, but it's a very strong growing peppery flavor. And it's a lot of fun to have students eat arugula for the first time. Because it's like, this just isn't like lettuce to me because it's just so strong and so peppery. <laughs> yeah, feel free to munch. You may not want to eat the tomato plants I gave you, but that would be okay if you want to try it. All right, let's look at growing systems and what you can bring indoors to help you, what you can purchase to help you grow better plants. There are three different types. You're going to see hydroponic, you're going to see aquaponic, and you're going to see aeroponic. Hydroponic means that the, the roots are always in the water. It's always in the water. Aquaponic adds the fish to the bowl and the plants on top. So the theory is, if, if it works well, it's balanced. The plants feed the fish and the fish feed the plants. Works. And then aeroponic, the roots are always hanging in the air. The water watches the roots as it goes down through. Anybody know what ponic means? It's a Latin word for work. So in a, in a potting system, the water does the work instead of the soil doing the work outside. Air, the arrow garden, this is the basic hydroponic system. Sits on a table, works pretty well. There's a, a, a school in Warsaw that has two or three of these arrow, these, uh, arrow gardens. Online through Amazon, you can get them. Uh, they've done tomatoes. If, if you just see, you've got red and blue light up there, which means it'll work for a small cherry tomato. You're not going to do a beefsteak tomato in it. <laughs> Cover the whole thing. It's not going to work well. But you pick the right, pick the right plant. Lettuces and herbs will do well. It was toward the end of the season. They called me in for a tomato emergency to go into the school and see what was going on with their tomatoes. So I assured them, I think it's going to be okay. They'll they'll live. <laughs> it's fine. 
Um, this is an aquaponic system. You've got a beta fish at the bottom, you've got plants on the top. And I had somebody in yesterday's, yesterday's group that had one of these. And she said it works really well. Didn't have to clean the bowl very much because of the plants going and the fish at the bottom. It's small, it sits on a table. It'd be fun to have in a classroom in order to help teach the kids basic, you know, and also just how God has made our ecosystem to work together because that's what happens in a pond and that's what happens in lakes and everything too. Tower Garden is up here and that's aeroponic. It's where the roots, the roots hang in the air there's a there's a 20 gallon uh, 20 gallon tub down here and a pump. You noticed you could hear, you got the fountain going when you came in. The pump was running, and it's in sections. Well, you've got you've got five sections up here that are stacked together. The the pump runs and the water goes up through the middle tube. It hits the top and then spreads out and washes the roots. As it goes down, you put the nutrient in the water, balance the pH weekly, add water to it each week. And it, it, it works well for leaf, indoors, it works well for leafy greens and herbs. The lights that come with it are 6500K. So they're, they're optimized for the leafy greens that come with them. Now we have done, and I had a classroom, that, a couple classrooms that did, uh, did peppers really well. I was surprised how well they came out. It took about 90 days to get a pepper plant, to get a pepper. Uh, some tomatoes can work. I've had seen people do strawberries in them before. But to just realize it's not going to be as good as it is outside because it's hard to reproduce the sun indoors unless you're a, a grower that's really working hard to do it well. Really into growing to impress in that respect. Here's a, a few years ago, I was in a classroom, a teacher had me come in, we went through a six-week growing cycle. Because if you start from seed, especially black seeded Simpson, I like it because it grows fast in a classroom. That's what the lettuce is that's out there. Um, but we went, we went seed and then to a salad party with the kids through a curriculum that I've worked through as well. Um, but then we, we ate the lettuce at the end. And it's cool because the kids ate it. You know, if you grow it, you eat more. Since I've started growing indoors, I've started eating salads for lunch. What's up with that? <laughs> you know, dad salad, my kids are calling it, because I just put a bunch of stuff in it. Of course, uh, with the salad, you got to have pizza, too. So you got to have something, you know, something with it as well. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with the kids. really enjoyed that interaction with the kindergartners. And it's good for me because I sit in front of a computer most of the day. So I like to get out and be involved with people at times in that respect. Indoors, growing to teach. Uh, there are four or five plants I recommend teachers start with. Whether you're, do, whether you're doing a tower garden, some other system, or your own kind of deal. But these grow quick. Black-seeded Simpson especially sprouts in just a couple of days. It doesn't take long, and it grows in about six, seven weeks. These, this is probably six weeks, maybe seven weeks from seed, which is a great, it, it's great for, especially little kids, because they'll lose interest if you try to grow it 90 days on a tomato plant or a pepper plant. Bok choy is the other, is the bigger leaf one that goes around. I like that because it looks different. 
good in stir fry. I give it to a friend of mine every once in a while, and she'll do the, the stems as well in a good stir fry. Arugula is fun because it tastes different. It's got that growing peppery flavor. So uh, it's just, it, it's a different kind of flavor. And then basil is a good herb to grow. It smells great on a tire. Oregano is amazing when it's fresh. It's just great smell, but it takes longer than, than basil. So basil is usually a good one. Now to grow to impress your fruiting plants that I mentioned because of the light, but there's one other reason too, because of pollination. God put bees and butterflies and wind outside that you don't have inside. With, with students then, it's a great opportunity to have them research and look up and find out what it takes to pollinate a plant because it's different depending on the plant. Mostly tomatoes are self-pollinating and pepper, you could shake the plant to do it. But you get into peas, any of any your junior high, junior high teachers do Mendel's talk about, you know, the, yeah, cross-pollination and everything. You could do it inside. You have two different types of, of, of peas, especially on a tower garden, one on each side, and then have the students try to cross-pollinate. I think they'll realize it's harder than it looks uh, to do it themselves, but it would be an interesting, uh, interesting experiment for them to work on. But anything that's, that's fruiting watermelon, you do outside, no problem on a tower garden. I've seen someone do corn, a corn stalk out the top. Corns are just for fun. They weren't really going to get a lot of corn off of it. But about anything except your, your potatoes, the root crops don't work very well. I tried radishes once, and it kind of popped up the top of the rock wool. I got a little radish, which is kind of fun, but really well. Now, this is an older unit. November 1st, Tower Garden is coming out with uh, a smaller base. So 20 gallons is 13 gallons. They're calling it a home unit. It'll work better in classrooms because it's smaller. The wheels come with it, the lights are with it. Uh, there's an area for microgreens on top, too. So you've got 32 plants you can grow out in about three square feet of space what it'll take up. It'll roll really easily because it's lighter than this one. Um, November 1st, that's what they're coming out with. Okay, the cost. So, yesterday when I brought this slide up, everyone went, oh. And then I said, there are grants available, and everyone went, oh. So, Tower Garden costs $970. They're sold through local Juice Plus distributors, which I'm one. Which I'm one. So you can purchase through me. In fact, if you buy a tower garden, I'd appreciate it if you buy it through me. So I do get a small commission from it. But everything I do in the classroom, all the help I give, all the support is all volunteer. I do that all for free. So the commission I get is through, through Juice Plus. It's not, I don't get any money from schools for it directly. So I, I really want to help you out with your indoor gardening, whether it's a greenhouse you're trying to grow better in, whether it's, it's, it's a homemade system you made, an arrow garden, whatever, drop me a note if you have difficulty, I'd like, to, I'd like to help you with it in order to help you with the gardening. So that's my email address, tgardener.com school. Also the whole, well, I'm thinking of it, the PowerPoint and links that I've got here and other helps are available at tgardener.com CEA.
If you go to the place on the CEA website that has the handouts, that will be a link over to my tgardener.com website slash CEA. I didn't have the handouts ready in time to get them up. Um, but I've got a lot of information and help there for it. Grants. Look in your area, look for health foundations. Kosciuszko County is just south of here, that's where I live. Um, K21 Health Foundation has supported 40 plus tower gardens. Anybody here from Kosciuszko County? Curious? No. Okay, I contacted in Elkhart County, there's another health foundation that's interested in accepting applications for gardening. Whether that's tower gardens or that's something else. Because health foundations are interesting, especially in students, they're interested in teaching them healthy eating habits. Which, which gardens can do that? Gardening grants, there's some out there too. And I've got, under, at the slash CEA site, I've got a link to other national gardening grants you can get. Uh, Chicago had a school I know of that a local Kiwanis Club supported a tower garden in their classroom. Um, Optimus clubs might be interested. Um, you could talk about parent, talk with parents, and see where they're uh, they're uh, you know, involved. That may help with some kind of a grant or support. Because I know that schools don't have a thousand, typically don't have a thousand dollars to drop. And oftentimes, teachers, you guys are picking up your own supplies too. So I don't have a, can't write your own check for a thousand dollars in order to get. Yeah, one. Okay, any questions? Comments? Have you ever tried fruit trees? I haven't, no. No, I think there was a friend of mine at Lemon Tree Inside that might have worked. Yeah. If you get the right light, the right environment, you could probably do it. Yeah. So you'd want a pretty strong light that would work well for it, yeah. Do we need another light for this tower? Do we get a tower? Or is just our classroom light good enough? Classroom light wouldn't do very well, no. It wouldn't? Yeah, it wouldn't. No, you would need lights like this. Oh, well, that's a light on there. I'll plug it in just for a minute so oh, you yeah, can see Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that was a light. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Now it makes sense. Oh, oh. don't look at it too much. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what will the price difference be on the smaller, what they call the home unit? Oh, that's the $970 that I put up. So what's that one? That includes shipping. This was about 11, well, um, the, the previous school model, which could grow 28 plants, was about 1100 with shipping. Okay. So you can still, you'll be able to still buy this model. It's more geared toward outdoor growing than indoor growing. I'd like these so light, mind you. Um, yeah, the regular, the, the, this unit to grow 20 plants without lights is $550. The lights are another 250 what you see here. But Juice Plus is realizing that people want to grow inside and they want a little smaller unit to grow inside. So they're going to bundle the lights and the smaller unit all inside in order to, to do your, your indoor growing. Because the lights in a, these lights just aren't 
aren't not good enough to grow a good lettuce. It's not reproducing the sun like we need to to grow it well. It'll get tall and leggy, it won't do very well. So yeah. you're talking the so, one that was on the wheels? Really back up. That, that was that one? That one. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, the one that's for in the one inside. Yes. Yeah, November, that's not out yet. November 1st, <coughs> you see the base is a little different, a little smaller, a little more rounded. The top is about the same. The, everything here on up is the same, except you've got a special unit on top to grow microgreens. Anybody do anything with microgreens in gardens and stuff? I haven't yet. Uh, microgreens are, are they're supposed to be really quick growing. They're going to be smaller. Units? Okay. Any other questions? Before I go on to... How much are these? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, Amazon, you can get like 98 for 11 or $12. Okay. Yeah. So, especially if you got Amazon Prime. Probably you get free shipping with them. So, yeah, those are, real, those are pretty cheap. And they work well outside, which is the next section I'll get to. Then, if you went that tower garden deal, like, I'm assuming that you would just, you could take like that rockable stuff, put seed and drop it right in there, or do you need to first grow it out of there initially you will. and drop the plant into the tower garden? Yeah, some people grow right in the tower garden. Uh, it's more recommended to start the seeds outside of the tower garden. Once they get, once the roots start coming out the bottom, then you'll put it in in a either a clip like this, and it goes in here. Okay. And then the roots go down inside. Or they'll come with a what they call a net pot like that, and it slides into here. And the net box goes inside there. Yeah, so the roots that grow down inside, when the water comes up, it flows through the holes, gets the, gets the rock wool wet, and washes the roots with the nutrient. So the roots stay in there. Um, and you know what? If we have some time, I'll just pull it apart. You can take a look. I have to tear it apart anyways to take it home. Um, yeah, but that's how it's going to work going down through. Good question. How, uh, how much are the lights on when you have the indoor Yeah, light? good question, because I want to mention that. Usually 12 to 14 hours is good. 12 to 14? Yeah, 12 to 14 on and then off. Now, it's oftentimes it's too bright for the classroom. Yeah. Okay, you're going to read online for growing to impress. They want them on during the day so the plants sleep at night. But in a classroom, I tell teachers, time it. This, it there's a timer on there. Time it so that it comes on about 3.30 when the students go home. goes on about 3 at night, 3 in the morning. That way, it's not on during the day because it's too bright for students. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, but that gets, enough, that gets them enough light and enough rest because plants need to rest like we do. So it's good to have some darkness for the plants as well. Although I had one teacher that grew that lights on 24 hours a day, and her plants did great. So. Be like growing up in Alaska. In <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. That's where they get those huge cabbages. Yeah, sure. 
How long do the lights generally last, like before you have to replace them? The lights, I would these LED lights. Yeah. Probably four or five years. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. those lights are gonna last a while. Um, there's a one-year warranty on the lights. Um, but yeah, I would say now they'll dim after a while. They won't just snap off. They'll dim after a while. Those planes are growing as well. Um, yeah, there's a there's a pump with a timer on it in the base. So they say for indoor growing, have the have the pump off 45 minutes, on 15 minutes. So every hour you want to run in 15 minutes. Which means in your classroom, they're going to hear what you heard when you walked in. Um, at the first few days, you might have more kids say, I want to go to the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> we, have, we have this in a room in our house. We call it Tinkle Town. Uh, but anyways, so, uh, so yeah, there's a pump with a timer. There's a light timer for the lights. Once a week, you fill up, fill up the tank, check the pH, add the nutrient, and then you can let it go for that week until you harvest in about six or seven weeks. Okay, let's get to now. Now here is let me get up here. Growing without a system. I want to give you some tools to help the greenhouse greenhouse gal up here. I want to give you some tools for, you know what, I don't want this in the classroom. Uh, and that's fine. I want to help you otherwise. So here are some basics on growing plants indoors, especially if you look at lettuce and herbs that students can eat. Rock wool is your friend. I like rock wool in a classroom better than soil. You're going to have less bugs. You're going to have less, less pain, less work. You can, you can use the rock wool to grow in, in this one here. I mean, that's grown outside of the system in, in my container here. So if you multiply that by the number of students in your classroom, you could, get a, you could get a salad out of that for each student in about six or seven weeks. You could do that with herbs as well, with, with herbs in, inside in a, in a container. You got the right light especially. I've made, this is a little hydroponic system I made. I've called it a system just because it sounds good, because I made it. <laughs> you know, here, let me show you this better here. I just took, I started to plant, started this black seeded Simpson, and put it in, uh, those are, uh, I stole those from my from my wife's kitchen. Um, put them through, and then you put water in the water in the bottom, and that feeds the roots. Now a little bit of mo this most of this lettuce life was grown without nutrient. Toward the end, I put a little bit of nutrient in it to try to get to perk up some. But that's grown with nutrient with better light. And I I think those are the same age. I think I planted those seeds about the same time, so you can see the difference between light and nutrient in the plant. But you, students can have fun building something like this. And it's, it's a hydroponic growing system that you, can, that you can make and work with the students on as well. And you know, it'd be a good experiment to have. All right, this is grown without nutrient with bad light. This is grown with nutrient with good light. And what's the difference and what are the needs that are, that are with, with it? Where do you get, oh yeah. What is, what is 
What is the nutrient? Yeah. Uh, the tower garden nutrient, they, they take, they ex somehow they extract nutrients from the soil and put it in liquid form. So it's, it's a natural ingredient that's in there. And you can see the, uh, the labeling has the different, like 12, 12, 12, the different potassium, what is it? I learned this in my class. And phosphorus. Phosphorus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, the label has the different nutrients that are in it. Yeah, you don't want something that's a chemical additive. You want something natural that's coming from the soil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the system you built has a cheese container. Um, you have to dump the water out. out yeah. 45 minutes in for 15 oh. Minutes. No, you don't have to do that with this one. Good question. Now, with this one, you don't have to do that because it's it's uh, hydroponic, so the roots are always in the water. Yeah, the roots aren't going to dry out like that one is. What you will want to do is replace the water every few days. You'll get algae in there. Also, if you just let it go, you have a better chance of getting insects to come. You don't want that in your classroom. So you want to replace the water. As it looks, as it looks, at least once a week, you want to replace the water and add more nutrient and put it in, in order to keep it going. Going well. Pardon? I haven't tried it, but you could try it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put a gold. You could make your own uh, air, own aquaponics system. Put a goldfish in there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun to try. Sure. Yeah. If it works, let me know. If it works, email me a picture. I'd love to see it. If it doesn't work, let me know. I'll see if I can help you. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting seeds locally, Menards, Lowe's, Walmart has seeds. Yeah, hardware stores. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hardware clothes in Warsaw, though. I'm so disappointed. Um, but I haven't found any difference in a 20 cent seed pack at, at Walmart and a $2.50 seed pack at Park Seeds, except for maybe $2.30. So you don't need anything special. Now, online, of course, you're going to get better varieties and you're going to get more options and stuff. But in the stores around January, they'll come out with seeds big box stores. A few years ago, end of December, I went into Menards and I asked some of the, one of the gals there, when did the seeds come out? It's snowing outside. She looked at me like, what, what are you, what's going on here? What are you doing? <laughs> You're crazy. Um, you get toward the end of the summer, June, July, -ish. July, you're going to have a harder time finding them. Uh, in Warsaw, Menards, at the beginning of the season, comes out with a 59 cent, a 59 cent rack. That I'll often have black seed and Simpson often get herbs there. And then toward the end of the season, you can get 10 cent seed back on sale. But by August, you probably get a hard time finding seeds. So I always stock up before I hit fall and winter. Um, have you made work of finding out viability of different kinds of seeds and how long they're good? How long they're good? Yeah, I haven't. I do know that. That I've, I've kept seed packets for a couple of years and they've worked all right. Mm -hmm. I threw out some for 2016 this week. Okay. I just didn't want to bother with them. Yeah. 
So whether viability is better online, you mean, or no, just how long just seeds how long. of a different of a certain kind of plant are will still sprout. Will still sprout. Yeah, I haven't done that now. Okay. Because I've seen you know diagrams or charts of how how long you can keep seeds. Oh, okay. So just wondering. Yeah, true gardeners. True gardeners are gonna. Oh, it's nine fifty. True gardeners are gonna say that you want to go like eat them a year, but I. I'm too cheap to throw <laughs> to throw out about after a year. Yeah. Okay, starting seeds in rock wool. So you're going to want to soak the rock wool first. If you're going to grow to impress, you want to balance the pH of the water. Get it nice and wet. Balance the pH. You got eight to ten lettuce seeds that you're going to put in the hole in the middle. Uh, a, a larger seed, less seeds in there. If you're growing a bean plant, just put one seed in when it sprouts. Cilantro is pretty big too. And then you want to cover it up because plants in the soil start in the dark. So you want these in the dark. I just put a file folder over top of mine. I've had teachers put them in a cabinet where it's dark. And then every day replace the water in the container that you've got. Every day replace the water. That'll help to keep insects away. And check and see if they sprouted. So by sprouted, I mean little white fuzz. You're going to see little white fuzz on the plant. That's when you get them out of the dark and put them in the light. And by light, you can get a desk. I've got a clip-on desk lamp and get a, a 6500K bulb and put it right close to the, right close to the plant. That'll help you get short plants and big leaves. That's how you get, well, and it's really the difference between this one and this one. See how the, leaves, the, the stems are taller there, and the leaves are a lot smaller. So that's grown in not, not as good a light as this one has been. For light, I went to Menards and I bought an under-the-cabinet light with a plug on it. You want a plug so that it makes it easier under the cabinet light. And then I mounted it. I mounted two of them underneath a drop, little drop leaf table that somebody was, was, didn't want. And that helps to keep the lights right close to the plants as they grow. Which will get you a better, a better plant than trying to uh, and even then use it your windowsill as well because it's right close. If you want to use your windowsill, make sure you want a south-facing window so you've got plenty of light coming in. You're going to rotate them as well. Windowsills could work well. Uh, lettuce likes it chilly too. So if you're trying to grow a tomato plant, it likes it more warm. In the winter, you might get, it might be pretty cold on the windowsill in order to do it. When they're about one week, then you either either keep tending them like this one in a container. You see the roots are going to come out the bottom, or they're ready to put it in a, in a system. If you have a tower garden or another growing system, they're about they're ready to go into the tower garden. So you can, if you've got a growing system too, you can rotate. You can start seeds at week five, and by the time you harvest at seven, week seven, those week five seeds are ready to go into the gardening system. So if you get going, you can really loop it around and keep it rolling. Any questions on starting plants or anything else that we've covered? How much water is in that container? 
This one here? Yeah, compared to the this thing. Are we up to about this rim? Are we lower? No, about a quarter of an inch. You see, I think I handed all of them out. The the uh, con the containers you've got there. People ask me where I got those. They're from my cousin's my my cousin's 3D printer. Uh, so I, I've got the 3D printer file. Email me. I'll get it to you if you want to make them or take one with you. And then if you have a 3D printer in your classroom, toss that out for for your students. Hey, can you make this? But you see the little notch on the bottom of the. If you fill it up to about that notch height, then it's just enough to get the rock wool wet. You, you want it enough, just, just wet enough so the rock wool stays moist. People usually put too much water in. Yeah. And I've got in tgarter.com slash CEA, I've got a link to the full seed starting procedure that I use. There's one to teach, one to grow into a present, one to grow a little bit better plant on there. So if you forget that, just drop me an email. I'll help you out. Okay. All right. Uh, in a, using to teach in a Christian school. There's a video clip I want to show you here really quick. There was a, a teacher in uh, North Webster who, when I, when I was, she had a tower garden. When I was helping her with the get set up, she said she has a black thumb. She says, I've got a black thumb. And here's what she did with her class with a black thumb. But I want you to think, because I'm fairly certain this teacher's a Christian, but she can only go so far in a public school. So I want you to think, how could you integrate this in faith and in learning in your classroom? It's just about four minutes, and then we'll...
So in a in a in a Christian school setting, what would you do to integrate faith with that? Any uh, two minute response? Because she did the she did the she did a great job of going from discovery what is it to growing to healthy eating and then into into helping other people. And every year she'll have the students vote on what they do with the lettuce. And she had the students choose what they did with it at the end. Any ideas? I know you're thinking of something. Just, just the idea of caring for others. Yeah. 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 Stewardship. Yeah. Yeah. Creation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And as she said, all the all the information packed in that tiny little dead-looking seat. Mm -hmm. That's wrong click. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Let me show you one more slide in here that I've got. Our daughter out at Yosemite sent me giant sequoia seeds. And there were eight of them. She said, Dad, if anybody can get these started, you can. So I took her up on the challenge, and out of the eight, two sprouted. And I've got two giant sequoia seedlings that are about two inches tall in my office. And we, in July, we went out to visit her, and we saw the, the, the 300-foot giant sequoia trees. They're 1,000 years old. And I get chills, but I think that God started those as tiny little seedlings and seeds a thousand years ago. It's amazing to me that God does that in a seed and brings it about. So I, really, I want to help you out, I, whether you buy one or not. Tell her, I want to help you out with, with, with being better teaching, growing indoors, if you have any difficulty. Okay, so drop me a note. Let me know how I can help. Thanks for coming.